existence in the universe is kind of thrust upon us you know like we're just mm-hmm. kind of tossed into the void and it's like here you go yeah and it's like if, and and it's that idea that you're kind of talking about where it's like the the same god who threw us in here is also like all right now come back <laughs> you know <And> it's, <laughs> yeah it's like well you put us here and there's all this crap that you want us to do and like you're asking us to do and then on top of that there's all these other things that we have to deal with and you're saying that we have to like also like you're but but also you did it for us like you did it to us but you also did it for us you know is Mm -hmm. like the question and i think when you were raised christian you don't really look at it that way you look at it like well god loves us and he made me and i love him and i go to church and i sing a new song yeah it's very fun Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that knows the truth about Benjamin Franklin. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and this is the podcast where we have set out to figure out one question. Are Catholics funny? Can they? Can Catholics be funny? Could we? It's been seven years. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> jury is out. I'm not supposed to say that. You told me not to say jury is out because it's a because it's a cliche. But you know what? Yeah, but you could say it like this time, but now you can't say it again. I know, that's true. Man, that's hard. To, that's hard to not say, though. It's like hard to not go a, back. We can't make a cliche part of our new thing we say. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, why are you saying a cliche every week? Yeah. Um, what? Uh, what's? So I am struggling with something. What's that? Pod podcast related. Oh. And I am having a hard time because we just recorded an episode on Tuesday, and it's been. Yeah. It's been less than 48 hours since that podcast. And we have to podcast again. We have to podcast again. Two episodes tonight. And yes. I, I, nothing has happened to me since our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing new. There's nothing interesting. Um, I have an accusation for you, but there's nothing new there. Sure. Um, I just feel, I feel ill-equipped, ill-prepared, and under... Uh, uh, Underappreciated. Underdeveloped. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since we talked on Tuesday, I've called every parish in the Diocese of Orlando to ask them if we can do a live show in their for their youth group. No. Imagine. No, I did. Do you want to scheme live on the podcast? Because I I can tell you something I learned how to do. All right. right. So I learned, I don't know why I didn't tell you this before. I Mm -hmm. learned how to data mine this week. (laughs) Do you know what what data mining is? I mean, I'm aware of the term and I can make some associations, but tell me what you think data mining is. <laughs> I may be embellishing a little bit. Yeah. But I, think... I found a little I found a little application. Okay, so <laughs> part of my job is to call businesses, right? And so yeah. I have to I have to prospect, which means I have to go find them and I have to write down their name and phone number. And that takes right. a very long time. You figured out how to pay for a lead generation service is what you've done. No. Oh, okay. I'm not paying any money. Okay, you figured out how to yeah. get leads for free. Yeah. yeah. So what I what I wanted to do was I, so part of my new job at Decided Excellence is trying to get parishes to sign up for parish magazines, which mm-hmm. is a cool thing that if you want to learn if you want your parish to have its own magazine to reach out to people, DM me. Go I to Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch and sign up for five dollars a month, and we'll tell you how to <laughs> how to get parish magazines. You could even help. Anyway, it's uh, long story, but I want to 
I want to, my goal is to get seven magazines in the diocese of Orlando in the next year. So next calendar year, I want seven magazines in the diocese of Orlando. Nice. And so I was like, what better way to do that than to call all of the pastors in the diocese of Orlando. And so I said, I said, am I just going to sit here and write down handwrite in calligraphy, all of the phone number? No. And so I Googled how to scrape data off a website. Nice. And I found an app that you can just with a little bit of with a little bit of like know how mm-hmm. you can do it. And so here's my point. Little, little pixie dust. Unrelated, unrelated. Unre- so I, I did it. And instead of taking usually took me 30 minutes to write down 30 businesses, I got in five minutes plus the two hours of figuring out how to set it up. So I'm in time debt right now. But mm-hmm. it took me five minutes to get all 93 parish names and phone numbers. And then I got all the parish names, phone numbers, and pastors' names from the Diocese of St. Augustine. So if you're in the Diocese of St. Augustine, I'm calling your dad. Oh. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. You uh, you know what you could do what? for a much lower rate than what you are worth in your own time? You could pay a woman in the Philippines to do that for like five bucks an hour. <laughs> Stimulate no, the then, old Southeast Asian economy. The, but then it would take the, the it right way. Me. Then it would cost you know me ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it would cost me ten dollars to get sixty names instead mm-hmm. of zero dollars to get ninety-three names. But how much is your time worth, Patrick? How much is an hour of your time worth? Well, now that I know how to do it, I mean, I don't know how much an hour of my time's worth. But now that I know how to do it, I might as well do. do it instead of pay someone else. How much? How much is my time worth, Ethan? How much money do you think I make in an hour? How much money do I think you make in an hour? Yeah. At your at your full potential or at kind of like where you are now, which is yeah, yeah, like yeah. What's 25%. my opportunity cost, dude? They rent podcast equipment at my coworking space for twenty dollars an hour. Do you think we can write that off as as a loss because our podcasting equipment just sits? We could be making twenty dollars an hour on it, but it's in our houses. Is that is that how opportunity cost works? <laughs> no, we're not. We don't run a. We're not. We're not running a charity here. You know, there's not people coming mm. in and out. I don't. I don't want some any slovenly young male to come into my house and use my podcasting equipment. Can I? Know? Can I count my having podcast equipment as a donation in kind to myself? Can I apply for the homesteaders exemption on my podcast equipment? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. What do you think I'm worth in an hour? Please tell me. Um. Okay. Well, there's. T- for business or for pleasure? There's two schools of thought. <laughs> <laughs> for business or for pleasure, whatever. I don't know, man. You pick. I don't care. Um, for business, minimum wage. But okay, for fair but for pleasure, which, and let's be clear here, I just mean talking to you. Uh, there's no amount of money I wouldn't pay to spend an hour wow. with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unless it was over $50 an hour. And then I would, <laughs> and then I would not spend it anymore. So that's 50 bucks, babe. I'll take it. Yeah. Put that, put that in the bank. Put that in your private smoke. That could pay 10 10 Filipino women (laughs) for an hour. For an hour. Okay. Do you know, remember that one time that you said you scraped the data, the emails off of the focus website? Did you actually do that? Or did you just write all my wife copied and pasted all of them into a spreadsheet? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So here's what I propose we do. Propose. We do we do scrape the data off of the Focus website, and we we send emails to all the Focus missionaries. If you're a Focus missionary, we're calling you, and we're gonna say, "Hey, bring us to your Newman Center so we can teach your kids how to date." Dude, it's we're... free. It would be fr- it would be so easy to. I think I think we have a real shot here. 
Dude, I'm telling you right now, if you wanted all the names, phone numbers, and emails of all the focus missionaries, I could get that to you in the next 10 minutes. Wow. I, I that's how that's how good I got at doing this. You're a good man. Yeah. I think it's great. I think so we it's should a little have. Chrome extension. It's just a Chrome extension. It's just a Chrome extension. And you just click you click because like all the all the all the website data is like categorized. It's like heading one, phone number, email address, right? So like a computer can read it and go, oh, this is the email address under header one. And then it can put it in a spreadsheet and go, here mm-hmm. you go. And then you can send it to a Nigerian prince and he can pretend to be Father John Bosco at Ascension. He can email a bunch of old ladies and take $2,000 from them each. Did this, did this happen? That did happen. Yeah. One of my grandma's good friends got sent $2,000 in gift cards to Nigeria because she fell for one no, of those scams. No. I know it's awful. It's we, so bad. Dude, that's the generation that, <laughs> that somehow that generation is the most. That's econo- the these kids can't use a rotary phone generation. Right. That's the generation you know? somehow the most economically <laughs> successful generation in the history of humankind. And yet, yeah, without up. fail, they're the ones that are sending gift cards to Nigerian princes. I, I, I scanned on. a document today and mm-hmm. I thought, man, I haven't been asked by an octogenarian how to scan a document in two years. That's not true. Since I left my job. Yeah. But I was like, I was, I was like giggling to myself because I was like, uh, the same person. These kids can't send a fax. Also, Patrick, can you help me scan this as a PDF? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't get to, you don't get to vote unless you know what a JPEG is. You don't get to, you don't get to vote unless you have. A, you, unless you have a valid ID, boom, yeah. conservative. Unless you know what a JPEG is, boom, liberal. And unless you're Catholic. Unless you own Monarchist. at least three acres of land. You own at least three <laughs> acres of land. And also, uh, and you're also your dad was in the military and he killed a guy. Then that's then you can vote. Tribalism yes. laws. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know anything about government. Your dad was... Th- so I've been I've been speaking of speaking of forms of government. I've been rereading uh no sorry. real quick before I, you go. Yeah. Octogenarian. Help. My my octopus is sick. Take <laughs> take me to the octogenarian. Stat. I hit my uh I right, hit, I hit go I ahead. hit my uh one of my coworkers with a solid pun that it took her like two minutes to get. So mm-hmm. like I sell ads, right? And yeah. ads in the magazine can be horizontal and vertical. Mm. And so when you're selecting, she's like going, taking me through the contract. She's like, you have to select the orientation of the ad. You have to select the ad orientation. Mm-hmm. And I said, is there a choice? Can I pick the versus populum? Mm-hmm. And she like stopped and she was like, Patrick's an intelligent person, but he just said the dumbest thing I've ever. Oh, oh. it's very funny. It's very funny. I can pick my ad orientation. Can I want this one to be gay. Please. <laughs> Ad orientation. <laughs> and the H stands for homosexual. <laughs> Dude, someone texted me that. They thought they thought that was such a good joke. I thought it was great too. I don't Man. know why I couldn't think of a gay word that starts with H. I know. There's like one really obvious there's one. There's one really obvious. Herpes. No, yeah. there's two, I guess. HPV. Do gay people get her? I guess HPV is the thing that gay people I get. think it's HIV. HIV. Oh. That's really so you can't joke about HIV. That's real serious. Is it? Yeah, it's real bad. Magic Johnson is still alive. That's true. Okay. Wait, how did he get HIV? Well. Oh, Magic. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh. What's his full name again? Anyway, moving on. 
Irvin. I guess his wasn't magic. No. Um, I have beef with you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. You have all of this power, right? You can scrape the whole internet. You can take yeah. as many emails as you want, send as many emails as you want, make f- up to $50 an hour for yourself and no more. <laughs> but uh, I haven't seen a reel posted on our page in like three days. What's oh, my on? gosh. Holy cow. What's going on? First of all, sir. I, thought I needed I had, a break. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had I had firmly and securely hitched myself to your wagon. And now I come, I log on to the app after having it deleted for four days. I come to see that you're not you're not doing anything. <laughs> so um explain yourself. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, I had to delete it off my phone because I I it was just it was just mayhem. I had so like it's the 17th. Round one of my edits for my book are due in mm-hmm. 10 days and yeah. 13 days. And I, I needed to work on my job. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's so, okay, man. I can make reels. I have some templates yeah. saved that I'm going to, I'm going to start cranking some out. Don't worry. Great. I got you. That'd be, that'd be nice. I also had to delete the app off my phone it's during the work day. Cause I was just like, I was just reading what people were saying. And then I was watching other reels and I was laughing a lot. And I found one of Colonel Sanders dancing. And I was like, man, I watched this 50, <laughs> 55 times. And uh, you so can I, tell I when I, when I log onto the Instagram, the shared Instagram mm-hmm. and I go into the reels scroll, I can tell when you've been on the reels. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What's what you, what, think it's what are you trying to say? weirder. <laughs> I don't. Well, okay. So to be fair, when I get on, when you've been on it, it's just a bunch of like self help, like how to be better on Instagram reels, <laughs> and they're just super boring. And then, oh yeah, I never, I never, I get served those all the time, and it's only yeah. because I watch a bunch of like Brock Johnson, yeah, videos, and then yeah. they serve me people that just copy. I I love I love how to grow on Instagram because you see these reels that are like. How to grow on Instagram? How I went up to a hundred thousand followers in thirty days. I'm like, great. I would love to know that because I think that's within the realm of possibility for us based mm-hmm. on our trajectory of growth. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself. Stay consistent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Provide value. Shut up. <laughs> I don't. These were all this is the most like just vanilla advice. It's like, yeah. Where's Mark when you need him? Where's Mark Royce the goat? Dude, Mark Royce is the goat. I miss that guy. He's so good. I miss him so much. I want to give him a like a big old hug. I know. Little, I want to. I want to spend some time. Spend some time with him. I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. Oh no! Wait, are you going to see anybody? Uh, I'm going to see my aunt in law, and I'm going to see Disgusting. my friends from college. Very cool. And I'm going to see my wife and son. They're going to come too. Oh, and that's going to be fun. You're all taking the plane together. Yep, we're all in a row together. You're not worried that sort of like your dirty, disgusting offspring is going to offend some sensible thirty-year-old liberals on the plane with their with her switch. Yeah, with their with their Nintendo Switch. And whenever I see someone complaining about uh, kids on planes on Twitter, I just think about that girl who was very audibly disgusted with a crying baby on the plane. I was like, this is it's performative. I was like, mm-hmm. you're being performative. Yeah, there's no way that that the cr- child crying ten rows back is creating this much disgust in you, an adult. Yeah. It's insane to just me put that on, just, adults... put on, just put on your noise-canceling headphones with yeah. cat ears and play Animal yeah. Crossing New Horizons. Come don't, on. Don't make fun of people who Come have on. headphones with cat ears. Katie Ruvalcaba has headphones with cat ears on them. 
Yeah, but it just made the whole it just made the whole ordeal ridiculous. You know, like Katie has earned the right to wear childish headphones. Mm-hmm. This girl who's upset that a kid is being a kid is active is is upset that this child is interrupting her arrested development. <laughs> yeah, the the funny thing about it is like, what are you gonna do? Like, let's say like you can have your way with this kid. Where are you gonna put him? In the lavatory. That's about the only spot that you could put a child to like put him away. Other than that, it's like this is just we're in just one big tube. We're you know? all here. We're all here. So like, yeah. You can't deal. Yeah, I think I think some people should get sucked out the window of a plane. <laughs> Apparently, so did that one guy who opened the plane door while it was in flight. No, he didn't. He didn't make it. There's no. It's impossible to open a plane door while it's flying. Like you, like a commercial like a commercial jetliner. Yeah. The the air the pressure. It make, happened though. There's a video you, of it. No, there's not a video of it. There's, there's a, video a video of a guy. Of the there's a video of a guy. Open. There's a video of a guy charging. How went? Well, the no plane way. door is open in the video. I opens plane door. They must have been. They must have been below. Had to have been. He had to have been. Emergency exit door during a flight in South Korea it was formally arrested. Well, Korea, the air works different there. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. What do I, I don't think? know. Well, I'm just. Oh, okay. I see it. It must have been like when they were uh, like just taking off or landing or something. But like when you're up in the air, the the oh yeah, the force on the on the door is so great that like even sure. even someone yeah, you studied as, engineering. Even someone like Mark Wahlberg couldn't open that door. Even someone like Mark Zuckerberg, dude, beefy guy. Hey, speaking of, I'm gonna tell yeah. this to you and not to anybody else. Sure, uh, I'll lean in close. I'm going back to the gym. Oh, I'm lifting again. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I signed up for membership. Sweet. Found an affordable gym near me, sixteen dollars a month. Don't nice. mind if I do. Nice deal. Really close to where my office is. They yeah. have uh, all the equipment that I require for for my workouts. And one um, single dumbbell. <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I just rotate in various positions around my body. I twirl around like a ballerina, holding it out, pretending like I'm doing something. Um, it's five pounds. No, I found a really cool. I found a really cool workout on the bodybuilder.com forums. And so, yeah, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm engaged. I'm prepared. I like. I, I, it's in my routine now. So that's I'm good. Excited. I'm proud of you. I'm hoping that maybe one day. I'll look different. You know, I can so finally isn't stand. That the, isn't that the goal? I finally want to stand toe to toe with you and be able to, I want to knock you down. We should Dude, wrestle. So I, first of all, <laughs> no, I am. I am not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into it. That would be like, that would be like that scene in open season. I don't know. That's, I feel like that's all I need to say. And you're saying that I'm, I'm the dumb deer and you're the smart bear. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. There, I think there's an infinite number of combinations of animated show characters that we are. So like it's, we're the bear and the deer. We're from Bob Ice Age. You're, you're Manny and I'm Sid the sloth. <laughs> we're Bob and Larry. We're yeah. um, in Ratatouille. I'm Linguini, obviously. And you're the little angry chef. The <laughs> <laughs> that's just 
I'm just speaking the truth, man. I like that that's what you think the duo is in Ratatouille. That's my favorite part of that. Well, they get drunk <laughs> together in that one room, in that one the scene. Rat, the rat isn't involved. The, the rat no. from the Tui. No, I can't. I would, I would never call my friend a rat. <laughs> not even a cute little animated I'm, rat played by Patton Oswalt. I'm loyal, bro. Um, let's see other animated movies. Um, we got, uh, let's see here. Oh, Finding, Oscar Finding and Lenny Nemo. From, Finding from Nemo. I'm, oh, Oscar and Lenny from Shark Tale. It's been a while since I've seen that. We're, we're, we're Mike and Sully I from I don't know Monsters if that Inc. one works. I don't know if that one works. <laughs> Oscar and Lenny, because I don't know which one of us is cool enough to be Will Smith. And I it's, think both of us are Lenny. <laughs> yeah, we're just both Lenny. We're Mike and Sully uh, from Monsters, Inc. We're yeah. Buzz and Woody from uh, from Toy Story. Yeah, the I mean the list goes on. Like you, We're Doug and Russell from Up. Oh, the dog and the no. You you have with your glasses. I'm you're, Carl Fredrickson, and you're, you're all of the other guys. I'm everyone else. I'm all of the. You're Russell. I'm you're all the of dog. the five hundred other dogs on the island that they fly <laughs> and to. And you're the bird, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Oh man, uh, in Wally, I'm. Well, you. This is hard in Wally. Bernie. I'm in, Bernie. in Wally, it's hard because if you if you call anybody one of the human characters, you're just like a slovenly, disgusting, <laughs> fat person. <laughs> it's like I don't want to say that either of us are I'm that. I'm not the captain. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No. You're like you're like the captain. AI wheel that takes over the ship, and I'm the little <laughs> plant growing out of the boot. That's the. <laughs> We've kind of we've kind of left the left the reservation when it comes to animal duos. In okay. Movies. Well, in Pocahontas, speaking of robot that, robot and plant. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Pocahontas, so. Yeah, I don't think there's reservations in Pocahontas either. I don't think they got there yet. No, they had. They were. There were no. They had no reservations about t- taking out the, that tribe and that guy. Yeah, Taken, taken his own trad wife in a in a manner of speaking. Yeah. In in terms of classic Disney movies, Cinderella's the game these days because the next door neighbor, their yeah. girls have been watching Cinderella, and so every time I see them, I go bippity boppity boo, and they just light up. They love it. They love. They think it's it's, it's a cheat code. You just have you just have to say bippity boppity boo, and they're like, bippity boppity. They love. It's all about it. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of movies, kids yeah, what's movies. Up? John and Katie are doing that cool little podcast, not sponsored, but like it's kind of it's kind of good. Did you listen to it? I did. I watched it, like some of their reels. I had a I got a confession to make. What's that? I, I, until I'm on it, I'm not listening. <laughs> I was just they have a good they have a good uh, they have a good podcast presence. They have a great podcast presence. We should have one or both of them on our show to promote that podcast. But it shouldn't be John. Because he he asks too much. <laughs> this is John Blevins is a friend of ours. If you don't know, and uh, every time we see him, almost without fail, he'd be like, "Hey guys, how you doing? When are you gonna have me on your podcast?" <laughs> it's like the first off rip first question ever. And every time, time I tell him, like, "Look, I we're really bad at scheduling standing invite." Okay, just text us. Yeah, and say, I do have I'm an idea. On. I do have yeah. an idea for the show for this podcast we should, that we do. We should just make him come on the podcast while he's streaming. Oh, that would that would be nice. Um, well, I was just thinking that we need to have we need to have like a like our fall, you know, 
Like we need to have a fall, like now that the summer's over and everybody's done doing their Catholic speaking thing um, and the kids are back <laughs> in school, we just need to have yeah. all of the the famous Catholic speakers that we know on our show and just boost our ratings like wildly. Just boost know? the numbers. Yeah. Just boost the numbers. Get Katie McGrady on here. Get, you know, it pains me to say, but we need to have Christopher West on to like address the controversy. We got to address the controversy. And we got to talk about my book. We could have who who could we who's the biggest we could get Matt Fred on probably if we tried hard enough. Probably could. We, we probably could get him on our show. He did agree to come on to our show once. Yeah. So we do we'll get Matt on. Uh we'll get John on. We'll get Katie. But it was on. good Friday. He was like, Can you do next Friday? And it was like good Friday. Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just email his assistant. We'll message Thursday on Discord and we'll get him. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. But like I think if we just go on an epic run of like all of the biggest names. Tracy Kalesa in the Discord knows Father Mike, so we just use that to get he him. He said on. no. He said no. He said no like two years ago. Okay, but we're but now. That was before he was the biggest podcaster in the world. Right. So now he has some experience podcasting. God. Like before, he was probably. We should say, we should we should email him. Hey, now that you have some experience, <laughs> you want to uh, run with the big boys? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You want to run with the big dogs? Oh oh. Hey, our podcast might not be up to your speed because it's 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 sort of like a it's like a podcast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it's that. It's not an audio book. I love that. It makes Patrick laugh because no one else gets it. <laughs> um, how about yeah, instead I'm of gonna... the catechism in a year, we have a conversation in an hour? What do you think? <laughs> Could be cool. fun. Could be cool. Bible in your ear. That was my favorite joke. That wow. I, I took a Bible and I put it in. Isn't ear. it crazy that Catechism in the Year is, has done absolutely nothing in terms of like cultural impact? Yeah. You know, like Bible in a Year, it felt like a lot of people were listening to it. A lot of people got yes, into it. it did. Catechism in a Year, I sleep. Uh, anyway, we've been bantering for 25 minutes. It's a little bit too long. That's not uh, banter. We've been bantering. Really? Kind of, I what I would say that we do is we kind of go back and forth and build on each other's jokes to kind of generate oh. a lighthearted, casual atmosphere of conversation, which some would call <laughs> <laughs> banter. It's just so overused in it is clerically speaking that I just don't want <laughs> to. That's your. This is your mistake. You got to stop listening to other podcasts in our in our. Niche. I my 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 impression of this has been. I think like when I was listening last, which was a long time ago, admittedly, mm -hmm. it was that was like a topic of conversation they would constantly talk about. Now I will say, I don't know. I go back and forth on this. Cause like the comment, like there's, there's like the YouTubers, they watch each other's stuff and they like build on it, but they never do a video based on what another person does. So I guess like, that's not a common thing. There was a while where like, when there was a while you could tell that we were all listening to each other because we kept talking about each other. And yeah, it yeah. was, uh, now the only that people, was a fun two months. Now the only people I talk about are, James Allen, Forbes McCann, Alex Hermosi, and Colin and Samir. <laughs> Those are the only people I talk about anymore. <laughs> Those are the only podcasts I listen to. And maybe on occasion, I'm just looking through, Conan O'Brien. Hey. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Mm. You know. Oh. What's up? I was saying, I, I talked about this on the Discord. I reread A Man Who Was Thursday. Did you see this on the book nook if you're ever in that? that yeah, I saw that. Discord? I've never read this this book. So I reread A Man Who Was Thursday and I realized that I had not actually read it. I read it up until the last chapter and like right before the last chapter and stopped. And the the second to last chapter ends with the costumes were not ones that disguised, but they revealed. And I was like, wow, what a great line to end on. Anyway, I wish they went went into like what the other what the what the what Monday and Friday were wearing and what Saturday was wearing. And they did. Yeah, he did in the next chapter. You just didn't read it. And the last chapter, gotta say, makes the book make a lot more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. You thought it was one of them esoteric novels that you were supposed to not understand. Yes. You know? And so I was like, like what's the meaning? And there like was Brave New World or uh um, sure. or uh To Kill a Mock. Everybody Bird. poops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those yeah. esoteric novels. Yeah. But uh The Man Who Was Thursday, it they they go have have I told you about this book? They go through this whole, it's about like these policemen who are trying to like stop anarchy. There's the anarchists. And good luck. This guy sneaks into an anarchy meeting and gets himself elected to the Central Anarchy Council that's all named after days of the week, led by Sunday. And so he wait, becomes wait, wait, Thursday. Wait, 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 wait. The anarchists have an anarchy council? Is that yeah, meant to be ironic? Kinda, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they have a centralized government that yeah, oversees anarchy. Silly. And yeah, it's really funny. And um, it turns out that everybody on the council is a secret, secretly a policeman. Yeah. A cab. The the entire thing was or- they were all they were all recruited by a man in a dark room who turns out to be Sunday. So Sunday recruited all of these policemen to infiltrate the Central Anarchist Council, and he made them go through this whole chase where they were all chasing each other, and they all thought they were going to die. They thought that. The other person who's really an anarchist is going to get them. Wait, I'm a police officer. I was trying to arrest you. Wait, we're police officers too, you idiot, and all this stuff. It's a very funny book. But at the end, they're all brought to this mansion, and mm-hmm. they're asked to dress up like the days of the week in creation. So like um, Thursday is the, the creation of the moon and the sun, and Monday is the darkness. And the darkness and the sun and the moon get into this big argument. So Monday and Thursday get into this big argument about why Sunday made them go through it all. And they have this, uh, he was like, why did you make us suffer? Like we suffered so much more than you did. You were just having fun. Mm. And the end of the book, Sunday balloons up to the, it's a nightmare. It's like not, it's not really happening. Uh. So he balloons up and like, he takes up the entire universe. It sounds like, and he says, can you drink the cup that I like? Can you drink the cup of which I'm going to drink? Whoa which is what what Jesus says to St. John and mm-hmm. and St. James. And it the the real anarchist comes in at the end and he's all accusatory. He's like you people suffer more than we do and the whole point is that like Sunday Sunday is like God and he's he suffers more than us. And so like it was just uh it was an interesting it was it was interesting because it was like it, Chesterton had not converted yet. He wasn't really Christian mm. and he was dealing with his own his own like nihilism mm-hmm. and his own 
feeling of the purposelessness of life. Mm -hmm. And this was his response was like, why does God make us go through all of this? Why, why is he allowing us to suffer when he just sits there fine? Like he's the law. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to suffer if he doesn't want to. And God's answer is I will suffer. Yeah. Like that's his response. And so yeah. I just really, I, I, I liked the book a lot more now. And I was like, I was telling Phoebe, I was like, I think this might be my favorite book. And she Your was favorite like, book Quixote. ever? Yeah. She was like Don Quixote. I was like, yeah, I think even more than that. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's a contender. It's a Dang. contender. It does. It does help that it was written. Recently. Recently. Comparatively. In a way that is like, you can understand and like follow as opposed yeah. to Don Quixote, which is yeah. written incoherently. But both part. of them, both of them, uh, the, yeah, the issue is that Don Quixote, you need to rely on the translator and you don't. I saw a tweet that said Don Quixote, all Don Quixote is, is a guy pretending to have mental illness to get out of work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. accurate, yeah. accurate. But just like Don Quixote, Man Who Is Thursday is so funny. It is so funny. Hmm. As you were talking, can I propose something? Yes. I think the closest thing that we've had to a modern day Chesterton, Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Do you not think so? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I was listening to a radio show that he did years back. Um, and it seems like at the time, I don't know where he was at when he died, but at the time he was in a similar place to where Chesterton was when he wrote the man who was Thursday, mm -hmm. because the radio hosts were asking him all these questions and the girl was trying to like psychoanalyze him and he was being like very upfront, but it was one of those things where he's like telling the truth, but you can't tell whether or not he's joking with you because yeah. he, he is a clown. And so it's like, is he, is he being real? Is he not? This must've been when he knew that he had terminal cancer, but he like didn't share it with anybody ever. Mm -hmm. And they were yeah. asking him like, well, what do you, you know, when was the last time you had sex? And he's like, I don't know, like 10 years. And they were like, no way. Norm Macdonald went 10 years, like, no way. You, you're telling me you don't go out at the club and like there's some girl flirting with you. you don't think like, oh, maybe I'll take her back. He's like, no, I don't. Like, I, I find it to be shameful, <laughs> which is <laughs> really funny. And they were asking him like, well, what do you do for fun? He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I... I read and like they were getting down to all these things. And he kind of like basically laid out on this 20 minute radio show about how death is inevitable. And if you stretch out eternity, like infinity, and if you take a fraction of infinity, it's zero. And so it's like my life amounts to nothing in the face of like the eternal everything, everything. Yeah. Right. And he wasn't being nihilistic necessarily. I think he was just being cynical about it. Mm -hmm. And instead of like, like killing himself or whatever. He just decided to laugh and, and they were like, well, don't you have anybody that you rely on? Don't you have any friends? He's like, no, like why? Like, what's the point of like, we're all hurtling headlong towards death. You're telling me that I should like, I should reach out to someone and talk to someone. Like I'll just be like grabbing someone and brushing them as we both hurdle towards the end, you know, like what's the point? Yeah. yeah. And it was just, uh, they were like trying to, he was being funny the whole time that he was talking about this too. And I don't know, just the way that you described Chesterton at the time that he wrote that book and the fact that it was so funny just makes me think that I don't know if Norm ever had like a full conversion to Christ. It, I kind of think that he did, 
just based on some of the things that he said before he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like that they were kind of in a similar place at the time, just like this mm-hmm. awareness of death, but also an awareness of like the absurdity of life and like the comedy that just lies in, in everything and the irony yeah. that you can find. I don't know. It was just, I was just thinking yeah. about that. It's, it is. Those two things are kind of connected. Cause like the, um, just as I, as I think back over the symbolism of the book, it's weird because you find out, you kind of intuit it pretty early on, but you, you think that it's a battle between the man in the dark room mm-hmm. and Sunday, the mm-hmm. man who recruited all of the, the soldiers, all of the policemen into the secret anti-anarchy task force mm-hmm. and the, and Sunday the as the central mm-hmm. anarchist. And you kind of gather that it's like, okay, you only saw, you didn't see the man's face. You didn't see him. Okay. It's probably going to be a twist, you know? And Sunday reveals at the end, he's like, yeah, I was the man in the dark room who recruited all of these. Like, I made all of you. And so the question is like, okay, why did he do it? Mm-hmm. Why did he create all of these days mm-hmm. if he didn't need to? And mm-hmm. the days are all fighting him. Like time is mm-hmm. there. You know, it's like the, um, Sunday, he, he, he's, he, they, uh, they ask him who he is and he like swells up and becomes like this huge imposing figure. And he's like, look around, you will understand, try to understand the stars. You'll understand them before you understand me. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, you'll know what, a, you'll know who a star is before you know who I am. And at the end of the book, he says, I am, I am, I am Sunday. I am the Sabbath. I am God's rest. And God's rest existed before the days did. But the days spent all of their time chasing him and trying to defeat him and trying to create order and trying to attack Mm -hmm. him. And they did this because they hated evil. Like Gregory, Lucian Gregory is the is the only anarchist and the the only Mm -hmm. real anarchist. And he kind of represents the devil. And they're like chasing evil and they think that Sunday is evil. But really, like he is the one who created all. It's a, it's a paradox, right? It's like God right. created all of these days, but they're they're useless because they're not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. But He created them so that people could participate in Him and like experience Him, because otherwise no one would experience Him. And like He did it freely; He didn't have to. Yeah, it's just it's just, the character of Sunday is really interesting because they they throughout the book they. Uh, one of the characters says like, well, wow, we three of us were police officers and there were three others there. So that means it was, it was three men against three. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yes, but one of them was not a man. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's like, oh, wow, it was six men against one. And he was like, if it was 300 against Sunday, he would still win. Right. Cause they, that, that is how imposing this character is. And they, they continue like relate him as, as he's everything. Like he's, he's the entire universe. He's God himself. Like that's how, that's how it feels. And uh, yeah, like it just, I don't know. There's, there's one, there's two ways you go about it. You could take like the Syme route where there are the, or the, or the Lucian Gregory route where he comes in and says like, you did this and it's useless. And you're just a, you're just a tyrant. You're like, you're creating these things for no reason. Um, or you could take the Norm McDonald Chesterton route and say like, it is useless, but that's okay because it all, it all, it all comes back to God's rest, which existed before this and it all is going back to it. And so that is good. Was, uh, was Norm or not Norm was Chesterton a, uh, was he an atheist before he was Christian? I don't, 
I don't think so, but I think he I think he was tempted to it. That's think, the vibe that I get from Chesterton. I think so there's obviously a great gift in being born Catholic, being baptized, like having access to that grace from a young age. But I also mm-hmm. think that there's like a a wrestling that we miss out on sometimes or we just like take it for granted. So as you were talking, I was thinking about I heard this on a Catholic stuff you should know a long time ago, but it's this concept from Heidegger, the idea of throneness, like the um, like humans thrown. Yeah, humans' individual existences is being thrown into the world, like like existence in the universe is kind of thrust upon us. You know, like we're just mm-hmm. kind of tossed into the void, and it's like here you go. Yeah, and it's like if, and and it's that idea that you're kind of talking about where like the the same god who threw us in here is also like all right now come back <laughs> you know <And> it's, <laughs> yeah it's like well you put us here and there's all this crap that you want us to do and like you're asking us to do and then on top of that there's all these other things that we have to deal with and you're saying that we have to like also like you're but but also you did it for us you, like you did it to us but you also did it for us you know mm-hmm. is like the question and i think when you were raised christian you don't really look at it that way. You look at it like, well, God loves us and he made me and I love him and I go to church and I sing this song yeah. and it's very fun. But if you're coming at it from a different angle, maybe you like were only nominally Christian and you fell away or you just never had Christianity. It's like wrestle with the idea that like, okay, this thing that I'm experiencing of like my life every day in this impending death that's coming for me, that's come for every other person that's ever existed. This is like good, you know, to like stop and be like, Oh, this is, yeah, this is good. And it's actually, it's not just good in the grand sense. It's good for me. Like it was like, all of this was made for me to be happy and like to be with this God forever in like a relationship of love and, and all these things. It's like to go from the, kind of the just the being thrown but then have no having nowhere to go to well i've still been thrown but now at least there's like love at the end is like a really crazy turn to make at any point yeah. in your life yeah that wrestling that wrestling is uncomfortable because there's risk of being hurt and there's like this human fear of being wrong i think that's why chesterton's pre-conversion stuff is not as well read by catholics like people mm-hmm. love the like catholics love father brown and they love heretics and orthodoxy and the everlasting man and saint francis Assisi and thomas aquinas and all that stuff like people don't really read notting hill or thursday or because it's like it's confusing because mm-hmm. it's a it's an unfinished worldview it's an it's a it's a half-baked conversion and it's a little scary mm-hmm. because it's not it's not there yet, but it's okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. you're half baked too. Patrick. Oh, oh, I'm baked baby. Yeah. I think it's hard for people to read in something. Oklahoma. I bet mm, it's the, the clay, much, every like corner. The, much like the red clay in the ground gets baked by the hot sun. The hot I, Oklahoma desert. I too eat an edible brownie and I get high on my porch. Yeah. yeah. I wave at the police officers. He drives by and he shoots me in the chest. <laughs> um, no, the cops here are good. I don't think all cops are bastards. I just think some of them are. Um, 
Just statistically, there's a few bad apples. There's just, a few bad apples. Statistically, one or two has to be born out of wedlock. You know, like they can't. <laughs> All cops are born out of wedlock. All cops are. That's what the B and A cabs. All cops for. cannot inherit the throne. Whoa. Yeah. Is that what that means? Sort of. You don't mean the throne of heaven. No. You mean like a you mean like a throne down. I mean here. like a hereditary monarchy. Mm. Man, if only that's the way it worked. If only if only the monarch was elected by random, like we get jury duty, randomly you get assigned king. Someone should write a book where that's the plot. Where you get randomly assigned king? Isn't that what the papacy is? No, that's yeah. No, that's <laughs> Napoleon of Notting Hill. That's what happens in Napoleon, Napoleon of Notting Hill. And he does a dance in front of everybody for student council voting. The Napoleon of the Napoleon of Notting Hill is uh, a Chesterton book. Mm-hmm. And it starts off a hundred years after Chesterton dies, so it takes uh-huh. place in 2018, <gasps> or no, that's a thousand. Yeah, yeah, it ta- yeah, yeah. It takes place to yeah, 2018 or something. It takes place in, in the 21st century, mm-hmm. and nothing has changed in pre-war England, which is just funny because like a couple of years after he wrote that, the world changed forever. So, uh, but anyway, and it, but the only thing that has changed is that the monarchy is still there. It's just it randomly picked like a guy mm-hmm. becomes king. Yeah. And a guy decide a guy becomes king and he decides to make every suburb in London its own city state. And hey, this one hey, guy takes it way too seriously. Hey Gilbert Keith, you think I could throw this here football over the mountains? <laughs> That's uh the Napoleon dynamite of Notting Hill. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. I'm just trying to make a reference. Uh that's all that I have for the show. I don't have anything else for this program. I am ready to do the other show. It's past my bedtime. If you think this episode was worth a cup of coffee, donate $10 a month on Patreon, and we will thank you by giving you another show completely free. Can I just, I want to do something real quick. I want to, I want to thank by name, the people that signed up this week. Can I do that? And I want to, I want to wish nothing but ill upon the people who deleted this week. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not logged in on this machine. We'll do it at the dating corner. No, I'm going to do it right. Oh, we need to keep your account of secure. We need to verify this device. We sent an email to patlm3 at gmail.com. Open the link and we'll be good to go. You know what? I'm going to tweet Patreon right now. Say at Patreon. Just the word Patreon. At Patreon. Let me in. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we got to go dating corner. Come on. We're going we're gonna to do, da- do the dating corner. I'm just stretching it to 45 minutes. And... Were there. It's not at 45 minutes yet. Yeah, we're just we just hit 45. Oh, Didn't okay. feel like we packed so much into such a small container. That's because we're professional podcasters. We don't just right. read the Bible. Right. Come on, we come up with our own original content that's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So take that, Father Mike. If you have, I'm going to take a page out of Bobby Althoff's book right now. If you have, it's not important. You don't know ball. I do. So if you. <laughs> If you know a famous Catholic speaker or anyone that's famous, I will pay you a non-negligible monetary sum to uh, so that we can interview them on our show. You're offering a finder's fee to our audience? <laughs> that's what she did. That's how she got Drake on her fourth ever episode. She interviewed that's Drake. Cool. It got 10 million views. That's crazy. And then she deleted it. And Why? then she and Drake unfollowed. I think it was all marketing. She and Drake unfollowed each other on Instagram. And so now there's all these uploads of the deleted Bobby Althoff and Drake interview. And so it's getting even more traction and people are making more clips because it's like, well, why did they delete it? It's like 
it's everyone's saying she's an industry plant, but I just think she has a really good marketer working for her. Yeah, um, that's that's real smart. So like she had Drake, Mark Cuban, Lil Yachty, and like she had less than 10 episodes on her show and she was interviewing like these huge people. Um, that's awesome. But she, the, how she got it, she's like, she said to her audience, I'll pay anybody $300 if you can get me with someone famous. Doesn't matter who, just 300 bucks. I can't pay you $300, but it will be, it will be, a, uh, you will get a finder's fee if you can get us someone famous on this show. So I'll, I'll take it. It's patreon.com slash the crunch. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? For the next week when I finally become the marquee of Melbourne. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we'll see you next week. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.